field trips, doctor appointments, or just a busy household, how do you get lessons done in the morning? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer, and my friend and coworker Laura Pitney is with me again today for another Your Questions Answered episode. Now, here's the question that we want to discuss today. I would love to see some ideas of how to practically get lessons done in the morning, especially when you have a busy household. It seems like our school day drags on due to unproductive mornings. Also, it seems like a lot of outings, field trips, checkups, etc., are done in the mornings, partly because of timing and because of littles napping after lunch. I'd love to hear your thoughts on addressing all of those not-so-normal days. Mm, those are hard. <laughs> yes, yes. Those are hard. Thoughts? Well, um, when I listen to that question, I feel like there's two questions in there, two parts to that question. Mm -hmm. The part that addressed um, just having a busy household and unproductive mornings. And then the second part being all these unscheduled or unpredictable or I don't know what the right like word outside is. Outside Influences or, yeah, yeah. yeah. that tend to interrupt maybe what you have planned. Yes. Um, so when I think of unproductive mornings, the first thing I think of is, okay, that means somebody's sick or something has gone wrong that has completely interrupted our morning. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that's what she was talking about. I think she was kind of implying that we just have a busy house and we have a lot to do. And how do I get it all done to where I don't feel like I'm wasting the day? I get the impression she yeah. has a lot of children that's too. Kinda, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I was Which, thinking. There's a lot of plates to spin For in sure. that situation. Yeah. For sure. And again, I feel like it's one of those things we know, but it's a whole different ballgame when we have to do it. And mm. it's starting, it starts with us and planning ahead and, and having a plan. Mm -hmm. And I understand that when you have a busy household with lots of kids, lots of adventures happen <laughs> <laughs> right before you're ready to start school or right after. So my first thing I would say maybe to check is to make sure you do have a plan or some kind of school schedule. And if you have a busy household, utilize those children. So if it's family time, I have assigned seats. It alleviates arguing. Oh, Everybody knows uh. where to sit. We don't have to debate whether it's at our school table or the kitchen table or the living room. They just know where to go. So it alleviates that arguing and debating or she sat by you yesterday. It's my turn to sit by mom. Which here. saves precious oh, moments. For sure. And my sanity. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Putting on that referee shirt yes. takes a lot of time. For yeah. sure. So I think having a plan, um, scheduling is important. Um, so when I say to utilize the children you have, mm -hmm. there's certain subjects obviously that you can do together as a family. So if you have a toddler underfoot, and meaning maybe a two-year-old, and then you have a four-year-old that's not technically in school age, but they wanna tag along, maybe have them sit with certain other siblings during the family read aloud, or maybe give them a blanket on the floor for the little ones underfoot where they can um, play with something quietly or look at a book quietly, but they're not allowed to get off the quilt. Mm -hmm. And the big kids have their assigned seats on the couch. Um, Let me sure. touch on yeah. that for a moment. Yeah. That's something you'd have to practice. Correct. With Correct. that little one. Yes, blanket time. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes, blanket training is what sure. I think of it as. Where sure. you practice having this child 
play on the blanket. And if I yeah. can just elaborate for sure. a minute, in case you're wondering, I would start it with mom on the blanket. Yeah and just have them play for just a couple mm -hmm. of minutes right. and then do that for a few days until right. the child gets the hang of it that sure. he's expected to stay on the blanket. Sure. And then maybe there's special toys he's playing with and maybe you're gonna start then weaning your presence mm -hmm. away, but you're not gonna leave the room. Maybe right. you're just going to sit a couple of feet sure. away and you see how this right. works. You just yeah. gradually yeah. work up to your sitting on the couch, he's on the blanket and then as he gets used to it, you're going to increase sure. the time limit just yeah. a little bit more till we get to what you're talking right. about. Right, that, and that's yeah. a great idea. It's so important to teach your little one's boundaries. Mm. And as they earn your trust and gain that responsibility, then you you can widen their boundaries, so to speak. Yes. So the blanket might end up just being the living room floor. Sure, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. that kind of thing. So boundaries with little ones are important. Um, one thing that has helped me um, especially having school age kids and un, un school age kids, <laughs> under school age kids. <laughs> under um, school age, yeah, there we go. Was I had stations all through my house. And so, again, it was training them outside of school hours, but applying that training during school hours. So we had a kitchen toy section to where I would say, okay, I'm gonna sit down and do a reading lesson with my older one. Okay, you may go have kitchen toy time. And so they could only go play in that designated corner with the kitchen toys. And then I may say, okay, you did a great job. Now I'm gonna do math lesson and you can go have book time on your bed. So it was almost like a rotation of one-on-one -on -one time with me as mommy, as teacher, but I knew where the other kids were and what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So think about your house. Think about certain toys or blocks or magnets that are safe for that aged kid mm -hmm. that you can specifically say, go do this while, while I have one-on-one -on -one time with this kid. So scheduling, utilizing the kids you have, stations in your house. It's just taking a step back using what you have. Use the older children to have some time with the, the younger ones. Mm -hmm. um, obviously they have school responsibilities as well, so that doesn't always work. Um, so utilize your children that you have, utilize your home, the spaces in your home, be organized with your toys so that it's not a free-for-all. It's yes. let me get this special thing down that you can have school time with or a high chair at the school table with some manipulatives while you do um, some kind of copy work or lesson with a kid. Um, I think that's, to me, the biggest thing I see when somebody asks me, I have a crazy morning schedule and there's always interruptions. Um, another thought is to have certain uh, spines in your day. So let's say we start out after, right after breakfast and everything goes out the door. It's just crazy. And I'm like, that, this last hour was a complete waste just because of all the interruptions and the craziness. 10 o'clock snack rolls around, reset, okay? Mm -hmm. We made it to snack. That last hour was not successful. Let's make sure everybody's fed and you know nourished so that mm -hmm, they're at least mm -hmm. not grumpy because of that reason yeah. <laughs> and then it's like a reset so then you yeah. have snack time to lunch and new start best effort during that time block okay, so then, you're not writing off the whole morning correct, as a waste correct so a mental reset for you nice to make it to those i guess time blocks so to speak yeah. uh, some some minds work that way where they like mm -hmm. the time blocks if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. so yeah um that's beneficial for me um to know that if it was a wash, I'm going to reset. 
mm-hmm. and get on the train mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah. Despite what had happened. Um, those are kind of those the are great first things ideas. that come to my mind. Yeah, those are great ideas. I would also encourage, as you said, having a plan. Mm-hmm. I think it helps a lot if I just take 10 or 15 minutes the night before. Yes. Yes, for and sure. go over the plan in my head sure. and make sure I have what I need. Right. So it's not like, oh, hang on just a minute. I have to go get such and such. Right. And when you come back, yeah, they've yeah. scattered. Yeah, forget it. And that definitely applies, I think, with the older kids. Because if you have older kids that really do work independently on a lot of their things, they may have a question or two. Mm-hmm. So if they can ask you the question the day before or the night before about their lesson the next day, mm-hmm. that'll alleviate um, some of the questions they may have to interrupt you for for you know when you're working with the younger ones. And that's going to help them set up that habit yes, of, of looking, looking ahead. ahead. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. idea. Great so idea. I, I have implemented that this year to where I feel like my older kids, okay, what do you need from me to be ready for tomorrow? And that, that has helped so much because otherwise they're asking questions when I'm trying to work with the younger ones. Yeah. Do you have them ask you about, or would, do you ask that of them right before bed or at the end of schoolwork? When do you usually I, touch base like that? Um, I usually have at least um, about 30 minutes with my older kids in the afternoons for okay. anything I need to go over with them, anything they need to discuss with me, and any prep work we need to do for the next day. So I have that time scheduled before I say school day is over. Because as soon as I say school day is over, it is over. <laughs> I'm not going back. <laughs> so nice, nice. If, I just know that of myself, that I'm right. not disciplined enough to do it at bedtime because I just want to go to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that works well yeah. for you. That's yeah. great. Now, okay, let's address the other part of it then. Okay. What about all of these outside activities, outside? Right. I don't want to just say activities because, you know, doctor appointments sure. are not something you usually sure. just say, hey, let's go do that. Right. Um, how do we balance those outside activities, plus she's got littles who need to nap in the afternoons? Sure. Any thoughts on that? A couple things come to mind. I feel like at some point as a homeschool mom, there's this mental switch that has to go on that schooling your children is your job. Yeah. Sometimes that happens right away. Sometimes it happens later. I feel like mine's kind of happened this year just because of having the older kids and realizing the workload that they carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been doing this for how long? About eight years now. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so at whatever point that happens, when your mind switches to, this is my job. I have mm-hmm. to do this wholeheartedly to invest in my children. It helps you really guard your hours at home. Yeah. And so... For a while, what I did was any outside um, activities had to happen on Fridays or a Tuesday, like doctor's appointments or what anything I had to voluntarily sign up for or okay. commit to mm-hmm. outside of, say, piano lessons or ballet or sports. I'm just saying like doctor's appointments or um, visits with an elderly lady at our church or whatever. I would purposely say, okay, Fridays are my scheduling day. I will save all those appointments and try to get all those appointments on a specific day of the week. That way only one day is interrupted versus sprinkles on the other the days. Whole, yeah. yeah. And, it, and even if there's one just one little appointment, yeah. it still derails the yes, whole morning. Yes, for sure, yeah. for sure. And I have a friend who she will not commit to anything before 12. And so that is her way of keeping herself disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that works well for her. Now the problem is babies at nap. Yeah, I was going to say, does yeah. your friend have babies? Yeah, she doesn't now, okay. but she used to. And 
that's the hardest thing to figure out. And I wish I had better advice other than maybe limiting your outside activities to where right now, the season of life, I have a baby that naps from one to four or one to three. Oh, that'd be glorious Wouldn't if it was one nice? to four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Give that'd be nap, baby. Be vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when, whatever the afternoon looks mm-hmm. like. So maybe instead of having a whole lot of things, maybe say only two mornings, we're going to be outside the home or one morning. So give yourself a limit mm-hmm. that you try your best to stick to. And of course, there's exceptions, but... Um, I think giving yourself permission to say no or to meet certain parameters, that's okay. I think we have to do that. We have to guard our family time and guard our school time. And so until, I mean, for some of us, we never grow out of the baby's napping, you know, because I just, we have lots of, lots of children. Um, But for a while, I feel like if you can just set some rules and try your best to sit with them or stick with them or stay Say you'll do it after nap time or see if grandmama can come one day a week and sit at home, sit, sit during nap time. Mm-hmm. To or if grandma do, isn't yeah. near, maybe a lady yeah. in your church sure. or sure. A relative, some other person, a friend. A, mother, a mother's helper. Maybe you can trade off yeah. with a friend. Yeah. I did that when my kids were little. Um, yeah. I would watch her kids on certain days so she could have yeah. some time to run errands and then she would watch right. my kids. Right. Something like that. Yeah, right. but it all takes planning. Ahead. It does. And that's the hard part is it falls back on us. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like some moms are better planners and it comes naturally to them. And it's easy for them to plan and schedule. Um, and then other moms, it's a struggle where they have these visions of things they want to accomplish or want to do, but they just don't know where to get started. And mm-hmm. I think... Um, I think the focus needs to be what's best for your children, what's best for you, and figure out what needs to be on the table and then decide what doesn't need to be there, at least mm-hmm. for till you get comfortable with that and then you could start adding stuff. But I think it's a constant juggling act and you may have your act together this month and next month it looks totally different because something changed. So yeah. I just think it, like you said, it's just being conscious of scheduling and planning and um, setting rules for yourself and for your family and trying your best to stick with that. I think simplifying yeah. is a huge yeah. help. For sure. We don't realize how busy we really yeah. are. Yeah. And, and it's not, I think the tricky thing is that all of these other things that are wanting our attention, that want sure. to get on our calendar, are not bad sure. in and of themselves. Most they of the might, time they're not. Yeah, yeah, they're good things. The point is we have to recognize when we've crossed that line into yeah. overload. Sure. Where we can no longer do sure. what our first purpose, our first calling is. Right. Which right. is making sure that the kids are getting their schoolwork sure. at home. Yeah. And a quick thought about that is a lot of times we don't see that in ourselves. We don't true. see when we are maxed out or we've overcommitted. And so... Asking your spouse mm-hmm. um, to kind of keep a check on you about your mental state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our, our appearance says a lot. Like if you're frazzled and haven't taken a shower for a week, you know, there might be There's something right unbalanced, there. right? Might be out of balance. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or asking a good friend. I mean, I feel like the Lord has blessed me to have good friends around me that encourage me, but also point out some things like, Laura, you're overcommitting. I feel like you're losing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. need to take a step back. And it's hard to hear. It is. But it's, it's what I need. And I'm thankful for that. So I would encourage this mom and whatever other moms might be in this situation to ask their spouse, ask some friends, ask their mom. A lot of times your mom still kind of know what's going on or... 
you, you find that that close person in your life to maybe help you stay accountable yeah. um, to your overload because we can't function well if we're overloaded. Yeah, and we can plan all we want yeah. to, but if we're overloaded, <laughs> sure. those plans are going to just go crazy yeah. more often than not anyway. Yeah. So We're not giving our children our best. And that's the that. key, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Showing them, modeling for them what a balanced yeah. life looks like. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. I had. One... I just said that out loud. Yeah, it's okay did. to say no. I'll remind you of that. <laughs> okay. I had one mom who said this year... I've made a switch. It's not just it's okay to say no. Yeah. I'm going to look at any outside opportunity, and if it's not a resounding yes, an yeah. enthusiastic yes, right. then it's going to be an automatic yeah. no. Because yeah. so many times we look at it, it's like, yeah. I could. Right. And it's not a bad thing, so yeah, let's, let's add that. Right. And that's right. the steps right. to overload. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter what time of the school year Mm -hmm. You decide to simplify and make right. these choices. You are not handcuffed. Sure. I mean, yes, maybe you paid a deposit. Right. But don't let that handcuff you. Right. Or if if you think it's important to um, follow through on your mm -hmm. commitments that you've right. already made, right. think ahead now. Remember right. how this feels. Right. And think ahead toward next right. year. What is it you want your homeschool to look like? Right. And you can arrange your life mm -hmm. so it does look like that. Right. But you have to make those decisions right. and do it on purpose. Yes, that's the key. It's it, not going to just happen. It's always changing um, all the time. So I think to be purposeful is the key to that. So. Now it's your turn. Do you have any ideas that could help a busy household have a smooth morning of lessons? Or what about those not-so-normal <laughs> days? How can we help curb those outside activities that are always calling yeah. to us, always wanting to get on our schedules. Leave a comment and share your idea. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have a question that you'd like us to discuss, put that in the comments too. Let's get your questions answered. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We also have an audio version of this podcast available, and you can read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.